to Leaders Lift, episode 23. I'm your host, Greg Cunningham. Thank you for joining me. Now, over the past few weeks, I've been talking about things like leading through loss, focusing on what matters most. And then last week, I talked about this feeling of getting lost. So I've kind of been going through a lot of these things myself. And so I'm going to keep on that this week. I'm learning as much as I hope you are as we talk through these different things. But this week, I want to talk about fear again. Now, in episode 15, I covered fear, what it was, what kinds of fear we faced, and then provided some suggestions on how to deal with fear. Well, today I want to go back and revisit that topic, but I want to talk about how fear distracts us from what matters most, how it can lead to complacency, and how it can be one of the leading reasons we feel lost, and then ultimately talk about fear as a paralyzing agent. I'll also throw in a bit about how fear makes us feel trapped and maybe a few other things. We'll see if I can put all of this together into something that's coherent. Now, if you want to go deeper on types of fear, including fear of success or failure and imposter imposter syndrome, and get some ideas of how to work through fear, go back and listen to episode 15. Hopefully, this won't be too much of a rehash of that today. Now, before I get started, just a reminder to subscribe, follow, share, rate, do all those great things with the show, especially if you've had somebody that's kind of going through this time period, right, where they want to make some changes in their life and they're just not quite sure how to do it. Let's share these episodes with them, especially the last two or three, but all of them personally, I think are pretty good. But anyway, do all of those different things. Don't forget to go to my show notes, swipe right or up, depending on the podcast player you're on, or if you're listening on the web straight from my Captivate site, then just click on show notes or read notes and you'll be able to see them there. There's some great resources in there. It's kind of ironic that in episode 15, I shared a fear-related story that was about fixing a leak in my RV. Well, today I want to share another RV story. And the, the funny thing about this is that this issue happened at the same time that I discovered the leak. In fact, it's because of this, this second issue I want to talk about that I actually found that leak. So when you put an RV away for storage during the winter, like we didn't go on trips from November and then we started getting it ready to go again in March. So you've got it put away for several months. Well, after that time, you want to sanitize the water system. And that means flushing out anything that was left over in there. Usually you're flushing out the antifreeze. And so you're going to do all that with the water system. And then for the hot water heater, you actually want to put vinegar in it and diluted vinegar and let it sit for, I don't know, it was like eight or 12 hours or something like that. And then you flush that out because it helps break down all of the calcium and some of the buildup that happens on the tank. Well, when you do that, you have a rod that's about 12 inches long that you hook up to a hose. You put it in there. It sprays it down, helps flush the stuff up from the bottom of the tank and flushes it out. Well, this particular one that I bought is plastic and it has a design flaw. It's that it can break off pretty easy. And so if you're twisting it at all and it gets caught up or anything, it's going to pop off. And that's what happened with mine. And because there's water pressure going on it, it blew that rod into the hot water heater. Now, this is not an industrial hot water heater, not like the big 40-gallon ones you have in your home. It's a six-gallon one. It's very hard to get into that. The opening to drain it and to put that hose in is only half an inch. So anyway, long story short, I bought a a boroscope or an endoscope, whatever you want to call it, so I could see, make sure the rod was in there. Yes, it was. And I spent about 15 hours trying to do various things to to fish it out, Uh, tried to put water in so I could see if I could get it to flow. I used a mechanics tool, the little springy things that have the claws that go in there. Anyway, I 
fished, tried to fish that out, no success, 15 or so hours. And that also meant that all of these nights that we've camped so far, we didn't have hot water in the rig. Now, that's not a big deal because we stayed at camp. So, you know, we would shower in the campsite showers, which were fine. And then we would just heat up water on the stove or in our instant pot to have hot water to do dishes and stuff. But on this last trip, my brother-in-law, and I want to say thank you to him for suggesting this, suggested that I remove another part. And this is where the fear comes in. So I've never done anything like this before on these RV water heaters but that has an electric heating element. And that particular heating element actually was an inch and a half. The entrance for that is an inch and a half. So he suggested that I remove it. And so I thought, okay, yeah, I can do that. And I'll have the super easy access into that. But that's when the fear started to come in again. Just like with the leak that I told the story about in episode 15, I started to worry, can I really do this? Am I going to make things worse? Am I going to fry the electric heating element or any of those kinds of things? So that fear kicked in. Remember, this episode is about fear, and it kind of paralyzed me. So we had that conversation, I don't know, three weeks ago, and I really just haven't had time to deal with it. But this weekend, I decided I'm just going to do it because I really couldn't make things much worse than it was because it wasn't usable in the current situation. So I went down and bought the socket. I took the uh, disconnected the power. Make sure you disconnect the power when you're dealing with anything like that. Took it out. Uh, was able to fish the rod out in maybe a half hour. It took me just a little bit to figure out the best way to see where it was, how to get it up to that bigger opening. And then I was able to grab it with a pair of like surgical clamp kind of thing that I had bought trying to fish this out. So I was able to get it out. And then, you know, it's just a matter of putting everything back together. You put the heating element back in, connect it back up, turn back on the power, fill the water tank, and then turned it on to test it. And it worked just fine. No leaks and it was heating up the water. So, I mean, I'll do a full test on it when we go camping in a couple of weeks, but so the solution really wasn't that big of a deal. Um it was super simple and even if somehow I had ruined that particular part, it was only $30, which is still cheaper than the $500 to to buy a brand new water heater, which is about the point that I was getting to. So, but one of the reasons that I bring this story up is because Little victories like this. Now, this may not seem like a big deal to any of you that are super handy out there, but for me, it was a big deal to be able to go do something I had never done before and to be able to really, you know, solve the problem, not make things worse, and now to have my RV to where it's going to be functional again. So, little victories like that can help us overcome our fear. And I talked a lot about overcoming fear in the previous episode, so I don't want to go into that anymore. So, there's your story for today. So before I dive in, I want to talk just, just a little background. And again, I don't want to try and go too personal, but it's so much easier to do this stuff when I can relate uh, what I'm talking about to personal experience. And so I've noticed, because I've been paying attention for the last several weeks, especially since my mom passed, because things are just a little bit different. I've been noticing just how I see fear constantly trying to creep into my life. And I've shared plenty of stories about being afraid, you know, afraid to do repairs, just like the story I just shared with you. But it isn't just that. It seems like anytime I'm tackling something that I'm not an expert in or I don't really know what the issue is or I don't really know how to solve the problem, remember, I'm kind of a chronic problem solver, that there's this fear that creeps in that I'm going to do something so wrong. It's almost like I, I start imagining the worst case scenarios. And I've talked about that, how that tied into when I used to do emergency preparedness, especially when I was in Houston. But 
it's even fears of little things, right? And um, they creep in and I think, okay, I'm not going to fill out this paperwork correctly, or I'm not going to do this right, or this is going to fail, or I'm going to get in trouble, quote unquote, for doing something that I shouldn't be doing. Those are the kinds of things that seem to impact me the most. It's not so much the giant colossal fears that come in. Uh, I mean, even when my mom was passing away, it wasn't so much that I was afraid of her passing away, and part of that goes to my background and, and some of those kinds of things, but it was more of the logistics of how are we going to manage all of this and how are we going to you know, make sure she was taking care of those last few weeks and deal with the funeral. So all of these little things, that's where fear comes in and impacts me probably the most often. But what it leads to is this fear of failure. So that can actually have a pretty big impact, and it can hold me back from doing things that, that maybe would be great in my life. And so fear of failure, fear of being on the wrong path, and then like I've mentioned, general fear that something could go wrong. So all of these things are going to contribute to the discussion that I want to have today. And again, I want to go through how fear distracts us from what matters most. I want to talk about how it makes us complacent, can make us feel trapped, contribute to that feeling of being lost like I talked about last week, and then kind of wrap this all up with fear as a paralyzing agent. But those are the kinds of things that get to me, that fear of failure. I don't like to fail. I don't think any of us do. I've never been the kind that looked at failure as, hey, that's just one way, one way that I know I shouldn't do something and I can move on. I'm not Thomas Edison, right? And know 2,000 ways to not build a light bulb. That's never really been my style, although I'm trying to work on that. But then that fear of being on the wrong path, that is a really big deal to me. I don't want to be on a wrong path. I don't want to be on a path that's going to lead nowhere. It's not so much, I know a lot of people will deal with fear of missing out, but for me, it's more of fear of not being on a path that's going to lead me where I want to go. So I don't know if you can relate to any of those things, um, let me know. But those are some of the biggest fears that I have. And so let's talk about how those tie into these things we've talked about um, the last few episodes. So first about how does fear distract us from what matters most? So I talked about how sometimes in life we need to go in and we need to reevaluate what we want out of our life and are we on the right path to help us get there. So let's say we have that set up and we start moving down the path. If we have fear that creeps in, any kind of fear, any of these ones I've talked about, or anything else that you've noticed in your life, then they creep into our mind. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it's just kind of how we're wired, or it's what we've been taught from a society standpoint, but it can get really hard not to focus on our fears first, right? So if we have these fears that creep in, we tend to focus on them first, and that pulls our mental energy down. It drains our well, right? Because all of a sudden we're putting mental energy into thinking about or trying to mitigate something that may or may not even be real because that fear may be a real fear or it may be something that we're just making up in our heads. And so it makes it hard for us to focus on those things that matter most because for whatever reason, again, we, we tend to dial in and focus in on our fears. And then, like I said, it draws from our well, so it takes up our mental energy. And then the other thing it does is it makes it more difficult for us to be present on whatever it is that we're focused on at that time, whether that's a project we're working on, our team, a one-on-one, it could be our family, even just doing something fun. Let's say we're out on a family vacation and we've got this fear about things. Does it make it difficult for us to be present? So when we lived in Houston, we would drive home here to Utah almost once a year, and it's about a 27-hour drive if you drive straight through, and 
So, you know, it's a long drive. There's four or five of us in the car, depending on which trip it was. And so, you know, that's good family time. It's an opportunity for us to see some amazing scenery, the drives that we would take and stuff like that. But I had this fear of running out of gas. I had this fear of breaking down where there's no cell phone service because there were a few areas. Yes, there are areas where there's no cell phone service. All right. So I had all of these fears. And so it would make it very, very difficult for me to be present and have conversations or, you know, just enjoy that time driving through or enjoy the scenery. You know, I'm up on these beautiful mountain passes and I'm have these fear creeps in about breaks or something like that. Right. So that's how fear can come in and take down our mental energy. And so honestly, I ended up being the driver most of the time because then everybody else could talk or, you know, read or, you know, be on their devices or whatever the case may be. And I just ended up driving the vast majority of that time because it was just easier to do it that way. So um, that's just some examples about how fear can distract us from what matters most. Now, after last episode, when I talked about being lost, I had uh, somebody come back and said, you know, I don't really think I'm lost. I think I've just become complacent. And so how does fear make us become complacent? And we've all heard the phrase, well, we don't know if the grass is greener on the other side, or you think the grass is some version of grass being greener somewhere else, right? Well, when we get afraid or we let these fears come in or fears are really a part of our lives, then one of our natural instincts is to try and do those things that make us feel comfortable. Some people binge eat, you know, some people um, retreat into video games, some people retreat into sleep when they want to feel comfortable or really restrict. And I'm not talking, I didn't give my disclaimer. My disclaimer is I'm not a therapist. So if you have major struggles with anxiety, fear, or those kinds of things, please go get the professional help that you need. But when we have these fear creep, fears creep in, we want to stay in our comfort zones. We want to find ways to stay in our comfort zones. And so when we feel comfortable, we aren't necessarily going to push ourselves out of that comfort zone, right? We don't want to stretch or expand or try and grow or try something brand new because we have these fear, whether it be fear of failure or you know, fear of being on the wrong path or fear of something going wrong then we have these fears and we just want to sit back in our comfort zone. And what that can do is that can make us feel uh, complacent, right? Um, or make us get complacent. We get comfortable and then we just stick around with that. And, you know, if I think about professional opportunities, sometimes I've stuck around at jobs longer than I should have because I just got complacent and I was just afraid to step out. And, you know, the first time I was doing some of my consulting business, I did it right started it right before the pandemic went into full force. And that was kind of scary. And one job change that I did, I actually moved um, from a bank into a more real estate focused opportunity right after the uh, bottom fell out of the real estate market. And we went through that, we were in that major recession, but I still made a transition there. And there was definitely some fear. So sometimes fear can push us to the point where we just want to stay comfortable and be complacent. And then we stick around or we endure, we do the things I talked about last week, right? Like, I just need to power through it. So, you know, that's, that's one of the ways that we can do it. So, so far, we've covered how it distracts us, takes our mental energy, we can't be present. And then also, it kind of pushes us into our shells, right? Pushes us back into our comfort zones, because we don't want to expand or stretch, because it's not good to be afraid. And it's uncomfortable to get out of our comfort zone. I know that's kind of redundant, but it is uncomfortable to get out of there. So when we're struggling with some of these fears, it's really hard to realize that we're complacent. Sometimes we need something external, like me getting laid off, um, or sometimes we need somebody we know, love, and trust to tell us, hey, I think you need to, to do something a little bit different. So, 
Now, the next one I want to talk about is how fear can make us feel trapped. Now, having been laid off twice, I know what it's like to feel fear when you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from. So both times I had this immediate reaction, like I needed to find my next job now. Like the day after I got laid off, I should be on there getting my resume ready to go, getting it pushed out and, you know, interviews the next week. That's the kind of fear that I had because things weren't going to work out if I didn't jump in and do that immediately. And I had a good friend tell me when I got laid off the first time, and it was in December, to not be so hasty. You know, it was around the holidays. It was early in December. And he told me, he said, look, if you can, take the holiday time, spend it with family, take care of yourself, and then dive back into this. And that's what I ended up doing, and it made a huge difference. And that was the first time I had ever been laid off. And so, you know, I didn't really think about how effective it would be to job hunt in December. And it probably would have been super frustrating, probably wouldn't have made any progress. So, you know, that fear of I got to move immediately, I felt trapped, right? I felt like I didn't have a choice. And it took somebody else coming to me and saying, you do have a choice and you need to make a different choice. Don't let this fear back you into a corner. So it took that. It took them coming to me and saying that for me to, you know, realize, okay, I need to take a breath. I need to maybe do something different. But, you know, I think we all go through those times. Sometimes this fear you know, we just feel like we don't have a choice. And that means that can lead back into us getting complacent because then we want, I'm just going to go back into my comfort zone. Look, my job is fine. I don't really enjoy it. I don't necessarily enjoy the people I work with, but I have a good paycheck and I don't know what else is out there. I don't know if I could find something better. So I'm afraid of going down a different path. So I'm just going to stay back here in my comfort zone, even though it's not what I really want to do. And so if you go through that kind of rationale, that's when you start to feel trapped. I don't feel like I have a choice. One of the worst things we could do is is to back ourselves into a corner and say, I don't have any choices. I have to do X, Y, and Z. Now, there are some extreme circumstances when that's the case. But for most of us, we do have choices. So we need to figure out how to get out of this trap, how to push aside this fear and not give in to this feeling of feeling trapped and letting fear tell us that. We don't have any choice but to stay in our comfort zone or stay in this current situation that we're in. Now, last week, I talked about how in our situation, goals, or what we want out of life changes that we need to do some evaluation. If we don't, it's very easy to feel like we're on the wrong path, and that's that feeling of lost. Now, related to this and to fear making us feel trapped is the idea that if we are afraid for some reason, we may not even be willing to admit that we need to course correct or do anything about it. Look, I've got this job. I can endure. I can just pepper through. It's not that big of a deal. It's okay. Because I don't know if there's anything I could really do about it. Right. And so we, if we tell ourselves that long enough, then we're just kind of fooling ourselves and saying, I don't need to course correct. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I know I'm miserable, but everything's fine. That's not what we tell ourselves. We just keep saying, you know what, I don't know if there's anything better, or I'm afraid of what other people think, or I'm afraid I won't live up to other people's expectations of me. So just not to rehash the whole story, but if you've listened to all of my episodes, you'll remember that at one point I wanted to go to medical school, and we made the decision to, for me to drop out of school. And there was a whole process. You should go back to that episode and listen to it. But when I did that, one of my biggest fears is that I wouldn't be living up to all these expectations that more people had of me than I had of myself. My mom expected me to go to medical school. My other family members expected me to go to medical school. 
I had one teacher when I left high school that said, I expect you to have a doctor in front of your name at some point. And so one of the things I was afraid of was to disappoint those individuals and to not live up to those expectations. And so it was hard to admit that I needed to, if they were disappointed, that was their problem, not mine. Right. And so that led me to not necessarily want to admit that I needed to court correct until I could say, I'm going to do this. So being afraid of what others may think or of our desire to change courses, we just kind of go back into our comfort zone. Like I've been saying, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit here, so I apologize for that. But if we're afraid and feel trapped because of what others think of us or of what expectations we have of ourselves, or like I've been saying, we're not willing to admit that we need to course correct. I'm not going to admit that I'm miserable. I'm just going to put on a happy face. I had somebody used to say smile uh, or used to say smile and fake it until you make it. That kind of thing. I don't know what the exact quote was, right? But I just don't believe in that. But we do it because we either feel trapped, we're afraid to make a change, we won't admit that we need to course correct, or we're worried that we're going to mess up somebody else's expectations of us. So now something just popped into my head. For those of you that take on the role of being the responsible one or are the chronic problem solvers like I am or in your family, you're the oldest, so you're kind of responsible for taking care of your siblings or whatever the case may be. That's also a kind of pressure that leads to brings up fear that says, okay, if I make this change, then I won't be able to take care of everybody I need to take care of, or they won't be able to depend on me because I'll have to focus on myself. I won't be able to focus on them. So for those of you that fall into that scenario, give yourself a break. And this is for me too, because I need to give myself a break sometimes and realize that I don't need to solve everybody's problems. I need to help them solve their own and help them be independent. But there are times when we need to realize that our fear of what other people think or our fear of how it's going to impact other people, sometimes that has to be pushed aside and we need to be willing to overcome that fear and move forward. Now, if you are the primary provider for your family, um, don't just quit and run off and join the circus or uh, run out and buy a $100,000 sports car. We joked around about that as a midlife crisis, right? Don't do any of those kinds of things. Those are the rash things I talked about last week that we shouldn't go out and do. So it's not that we can't think of how our actions are going to impact others. But if we're just afraid to change course or to admit that we need to course correct because we're afraid of how it will impact others, you need to take a step back and maybe have that conversation with some of those others, especially if you're married, right? So I'm right now working on a business change and I'm spending a lot of time talking with my wife about it because it's going to eventually, it'll dramatically impact how we live right? What type of work I do, my availability. I don't know what it's going to, how it's going to impact things from an income standpoint. And, you know, so we're constantly having these conversations about this because I can't just go in and say, I'm going to make a change now and whatever happens, happens. That doesn't work. But my point here is that if we're allowing fear to trap us, to make us feel complacent, and we won't admit that we need to change, or we're afraid to change, or afraid to tell others that we want to make a change, then something's not right about that, and we need to work through those fears. Now, another question to ask yourself if you're kind of going through some of this, this feeling of lost is, are we afraid that if we change course, we'll miss out on something? Man, if I just keep powering through, then maybe I get that next promotion, and I'll be leading a different team, and 
you know, maybe then I can impact the company culture and make things a little better for all of us. That's noble. And maybe that really is possible. So are you not willing to make a change because you're afraid you'll miss out on something like that? Think about that. Is that really going to happen? And the last one related to this, and I've already talked about this, but this is the fear of being on the right path, why we can feel lost. So if we lay out a new course, and no matter how right it appears to be, or how much it aligns with our new goals, and how excited we get about it, then are we still afraid that it's just not the right path for us? You know, are we worried that we won't have the skills to be successful there? Are we worried that um, since it's so different, what will other people think about us, right? I don't know how to explain that, but sometimes there's just this feeling that it is the right path for us or it's not the right path for us. So let me give an example. I had a colleague that just posted this last week that he left his high-paying tech job and now he is going to um, be making greeting cards, handmade greeting cards, which I thought was awesome to be willing to make that, um, to be able to make that choice. So if you're listening to this, kudos to you on that one. But as I went in and read his post on LinkedIn about this, it wasn't just about making greeting cards. So he's got a product management background. And what he wants to do is design and be the master of his own product, whatever that ends up being, right? And so this is one of the ways that he did that. So it sounds like, I don't know for sure, but it sounds like he's got this plan that says, this is one step in me getting to where I want to go. So I'm kind of going through that right now too, where as my wife and I talk about this uh, business change for us, how is that going to be the right path? I get excited about it. I really get excited about it. And so I want to pursue it. Um, but there's this nagging fear in the back of my head that it just isn't the right path for me and that it's just going to go very, very badly. So what all of this leads up to is that ultimately fear becomes a paralyzing agent, right? Whether I'm paralyzed at moving forward on this new business that I want to do because I'm afraid of how it'll go or I'm afraid I won't be successful or I won't have the skill set to do it or that it'll have a negative impact on my family. Or, you know, is somebody afraid of leaving their comfort zone, right? I've got a good job. It makes good money. You know, you know, back in the day, you never left those kinds of jobs, no matter how miserable you were. You know, am I afraid of what other people think about me? Or am I going to not meet up with someone's expectations? And so what happens is that all of these things they end up paralyzing us if we allow these fears to come into our lives. So whether it's being lost, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. I'm complacent, meaning I want to stay in my comfort zone. I'm trapped. I don't have any choices, so I'm just going to sit here. Ultimately, it just paralyzes, paralyzes us. And when we are paralyzed, we don't move forward. And if we aren't moving forward, we're most likely moving backwards. So let's just recap this just a little bit. Again, I apologize if this feels like I'm rambling just a little bit here, but here's the impact when we allow whatever our fears are to come into our lives. They distract us from what matters most because we're automatically going to focus on those fears. It's going to consume our mental energy, drain our well, and it's going to make it more difficult for us to be present in whatever is more important. It's going to make us want to be comfortable which means we're going to not want to stretch and get out of our comfort zones. And then it becomes so easy to be complacent and just say, oh, I'm fine, even though you're really not. 
we can also end up feeling trapped, like we're boxed into a corner and we don't have a way out. That's something that happens with fear. I don't have a choice. That's what comes in. That's that feeling of trapped. And then, you know, sometimes we aren't willing to admit that we need a make to make a course correction because we're afraid to do so. Afraid of what others may think. Uh, afraid of changing course because we're going to miss out on something. Or just afraid that this new course that we're really excited about just isn't going to be the right path. And that leads to us feeling lost because we keep moving down this path that we know is not the right one for us. And ultimately, all of these things, they end up paralyzing us into not moving. And when we're not moving forward towards our most potential, most likely we're moving backwards. So this week, I uh, found a quote on LinkedIn, and I thought, oh, this kind of sums it up. So I was doing some work on Friday around my current business, and, but in the back of my head, I'm thinking about this new business that I have that I want to get started. And this is what Steve Jobs said, or at least this quote is attributed to Steve Jobs. He said, if you're working on something exciting that you really care about, you don't have to be pushed. The vision pulls you. So I think that's super important because if I think about this new business idea that I have, it's pulling me forward. It's making me be willing to do things. It's helping me overcome some of the fears that I have about moving forward and trying something very, very different for me. So I would say that if we're really excited about it, we've got the right vision and we're on the right path, then that's going to help us overcome our fears. It doesn't mean the fears won't be there. They're probably still going to pop their way in. But like my story at the very beginning, when I finally told myself that, look, you can't make the RV water heater any worse. It doesn't work now. So what's going to happen if you take that part out and it still isn't working? You're no worse off than you are here, right? But my ultimate goal there and vision was I wanted hot water in the heater, so in the trailer. So I moved forward and it ended up working out. So if we've got this vision that's pulling us or pushing us forward, then that can help us overcome these fears that we have. Well, that's it for today. I don't know. As I, I'm still trying to do this non-scripted thing, and I've talked through some of these key things that I have here. So I hope you were able to get something out of it. I hope you're at least able to relate to some of these and at least to recognize if you're in the complacent zone or if you're feeling trapped um, or feeling lost, is it fear that's doing this, right? Do you have some fear that comes in there? Because at least when you recognize your fear, then you can start doing something about it. And if you want to know some of the ways that I talk about overcoming fears, again, go back to episode 15. Thank you for listening today. I don't know how I feel about this episode. Let me know what you think about it. Um, don't forget to share the show with others. Maybe episodes that really resonated with you. All of them probably aren't going to. Until next week, go out there and keep lifting someone, even if that's just yourself. Thanks. Thanks.